Um, so it's what? It's two o'clock already. Holy fuck! I'm gonna get fucked. I have to leave here in like an hour. I have so much shit to do. What am I doing this podcast for? Uh, I'm having, uh, dude. I'm trying so hard not to drink. I, my stomach's killing me. But I feel like it doesn't do you guys service if I do, like. I like to have a drink while I podcast for the same reason I like to drink while I'm doing stand up. It's like I like to. I'm like celebrating. Like this is so much fun. I get to just talk shit. Um, and I feel like not drinking is like me taking you guys for granted. So I'm having Coors Light. The mountains are blue. Um, to show you guys that I appreciate you, and I'm not taking you for granted. I'm having my celebratory beer because I get to sit in this room that's air conditioned and talk fucking shit. Um, I told a lot of my friends not to listen to this episode. I thought it was going to be boring, but again, it's, it's a, it's not, I pull out, I'm putting out quality because that's what you guys deserve. Um, it's not that the slow horse episode was boring or I guess it might've been it probably was. it was just like, it was one of those things that you had to have watched the show. I think, to understand what the fuck I was saying. And I hope you guys do watch the show. It's so fucking insane. That like any writing room let that out. And I think it's just like a fun show of how fucking stupid people are. Um, It's just like fun. It's enjoyable to see like how bad you can make a show. And like somehow still have people interested I guess. Um. Speaking of bad people, I had to light two people up today. One at Jersey Mike's, which, oh my god. Mr. Mike, put your meat in my mouth. Your shit is so good. Uh, and they got the mayo coming out of the meat. Oh, they load up the mayo. I love it. Um, so, this lady's fucking parked in two spots. Right in front. At a slot. And she goes, and she come out to get her purse. I go, hey, nice park job. And she goes, well, what do you want me to do? I was like, fucking fix it. It's like 90. I'm lighting up this lady. I was like, fix your fucking car. What? I was like, how many kids have you yelled at when you got old? Not to do stupid shit. You're doing this stupid shit now. Like, you think because you're old, I'm not going to light you up for this? Get in your fucking car and fix it. Yo, she was she was not happy. She got talked down to. And she, she looked like she just got like really quiet and sad and fixed her fucking car. Like, it's not hard. To have a little respect for the people around you. And I I fucking hate everyone around me. At all times. I actively hate people. And I still do the right thing. And then again at Publix. It literally says no parking. There's the yellow lines. And people pull over to put shit in their car. And this person is 22 years old. He couldn't walk the cart over. His like 50 year old dad had to come pull it up. I go what the fuck are you doing? Because we're loading your car. I go, no, this isn't where you load it. Go back to your parking spot and load it there. What if, what if someone, he goes, he's smart ass. He goes, well, what? No one's going to come by in the time I, I do it quickly. I go, all right, I'm going to sit here, motherfucker. And if a car comes by, I'm lighting you up. And I was, while he was loading, I still was like, even if they don't come by, maybe they're like me who can see you being a dumbass down the road and then has to turn into a lane he doesn't want to go down. And then he gets stopped by people who don't know how to pull out of spaces or don't know how to walk in the aisle. But his options were dumbass in front of me or different dumbass. So even if someone doesn't drive by, 
you still might be fucking up someone's day. And then, of course, someone drive by and go, hey, motherfucker, you go stop. You go fucking stop. You go go back to the parking spot and load your car like a fucking adult. Or you get, keep being a little cunt. I think I love being 6'3", because you... Little fucking packy-looking kid. Just get, lit him up. He's like, what do I do here? This guy's 240 pounds, 6'3". He's not gonna fight me. And it's also noon. <laughs> Who gets in a fight at a parking lot at noon? And I think they know they're in the wrong. I think that really is what it comes down to. Is they know they're fucked up. They know they're being cunts. And I just had another fucking issue at the self-checkout. I had three fucking people that didn't know how self-checkout fucking works. So I was heated already. Alright. Let's get into the actual nitty gritty. I'm loving the abortion stuff more. A, because if you've been on my Instagram, two and a half years I've been non-binary. So I get to say I'm a woman. Whenever the fuck I want. It's awesome. Um, I just... I what's the I love seeing the Democrats like lose faith in their policies because that's what it is. It's you like my friends in California and New York are like, oh, this is just the rights to our bodies. We don't have it anymore. I go, what do you mean you don't have it? And this is like what I said. Like I want to hear their table talk discussion with their like spouses and stuff. Be like, can you believe that we're losing our rights to our bodies? No, honey, you still have it. You still... We're in New York. We're in Los Angeles. You can still have an abortion. No one's stopping you. Um, And no one's stopping you in any state. I truly do not understand the women who are like, seven, eight weeks is too soon. I was like, it's too soon for you to pee on a stick? Like, my production company, fucking dumbass, celebrating playing Plan B in Texas, having a screen of it. In Texas being like, oh, it's so important nowadays. No one's talking about getting rid of Plan B. No one is. And you've killed our churches, so even those people are such a minority now. Real Christians? How many fucking churches do you pass with a fucking gay flag in front of it? What are you doing? Um, but yeah, I was like, so your thought... You're so worried that your policies are so shit and going to turn everything to shit that New York and California are going to turn back red? I thought these policies saved the world. Right? I thought they're unquestioned, undeniably good policies. Well, <laughs> then what are you worried about? Someone fucking stole my joke about global warming, too. He took a bunch of, like, famous people's houses that are right on the beach, and, like, Obama, Pelosi, Bill Gates, and was like, I, I thought, aren't these supposed to be underwater in nine years? Why did you waste all this time, money, and resource building these? Uh, I do think it's weird that, like, the hierarchy system of people. I think this is part of why religion's important. Is because if you don't have that as your top you can really mix things together like for me it's like okay i have religion then on the next tier i have my family and my political beliefs then on the next tier i have like the packers and you know the blackhawks and stand-up comedy you know my career stand-up and acting i can't believe i put the packers on the same tier oh you know how i'm gonna feed my family yeah that's I'd rather not feed my family for a week and the Packers win. That's what I said right there. So that's good. 
But when you're higher, you don't have God. So then you like, everything goes, it all gets like crunched. So everything's together on the top tier. Because your politics is your family and friends. And your family and friends is your career, you know. I don't think I'm explaining this like. Like you don't have that separation. Like when someone yells at me about my politics, it doesn't hurt my God. But their God is their politics. That's a better way to say it. So you're destroying their whole belief. They're sh- you're showing them how evil all their policies are and how they've hurt all these people all in one time. And that's why it's so hard for people to turn away from the left. Because you're losing your God because you don't have one. So your politics become your God. And then you're seeing all the harm you do. And this is something else too. A lot of people try to convince people to be religious by with God. And I go, why not use the other side of the coin? Do you believe in sin? Or do you think people get up every day and are perfect the whole day? Because that's another problem. It's like people without religion seem to believe that because they don't think about it. They're like, yeah, I was perfect today. Oh no, you actually did this, this, and this that were bad. But you don't have to concentrate on it. Because it doesn't matter to your politics. So... Who cares if you jerk off 12 times a day? Who cares if you get hammered every day? Your politics don't say that's bad, so fuck it. But when you have a God that says overindulgence is not great, you have to think about it. And if you're practicing, you do think about it and confess and all that shit, depending on which religion. But, yeah, that's always my... Do you believe in sin? So why not then believe in the other side? (laughs) and I do I do I feel bad for the Democrats that can't I can't give up I can't give up it's all I've believed in my whole life I can't I can't I can't alright you fucking psychos alright um I want to talk about the movie Survivor I, I have so much shit I want to talk about um let's we'll talk about the movie in a minute I have some other things Rand Paul crushed it in the disinformation. They had a cabinet meeting about the dis or I don't know, a congressional hearing about the disinformation cabinet, whatever their department under the department of Homeland security. And he goes through all the times America's lied like Iraq war, all the shit. He's like, you guys really think you're the arbiters of truth. And what do you do with your power? Who you're taking tweets down? Or are you taking Oh, yeah, that's going to lead to free, fair discussion, free, fair elections. This election cycle is going to be so interesting to see how this disinformation cabinet goes. And, like, if they, if there's any sense of them moving people off platforms and shit, silencing people, you are going to have fucking chaos. Because the second you lose trust in the government working for you, in a democracy, you just, madness ensues. So I'm very excited for that. Um, Let's see. Arizona. Oh, some Arizona parents sued the school board over CRT and shit. All right. Carly Lloyd. For those of you who don't know, which I hope is everyone. I hope no one knows who Carly Lloyd is. She's an American soccer player. Anyone who ever complains about women's pay and women's sports and how they're not respected 
go out and murder Carly Lloyd. You, out of your mind. This girl, this girl was offered a contract to be a kicker in the NFL. So millions of dollars. Much more than she ever made playing fucking women's soccer. You know how I know that? Because they're out there bitching every day. We don't get paid as much. Why don't we get paid as much? Bitch, you could have left and played in the NFL. Millions. Millions. And that's not to even start with endorsements. The first female NFL player? You know how many... You know how much Nike would suck your fucking dick? Your fat fucking pussy lips? Nike would... They would lap it up. They would motorboat your lesbian beef curtains with millions of dollars. You know, for the my cleat, my my, uh, charity thing, you could have done women's soccer. Eh, They're not paid enough. I got out. I was a smart one. No, you're the dumbest fucking woman I've ever heard. Multiple, she said multiple teams offered her contracts. You fucking dunce. I've never heard of you before. You would have been on every billboard in fucking America. Megan Rapino? Megan who? You would have crushed her. Subway would have made their Subway Club the Cory Lloyd beef curtains. And they would have made it look just like your fucking pussy. That's what they would have done. They would have been so happy about a woman in the NFL. Hey, can we make a sub that looks just like this beefy fucking puss? Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Oh, you think families won't like that? We don't care. We're calling it the Carly Lloyd beef curtain. Number six. Number three, football, because she's a kicker. There we go. Three points. I like that. I literally might throw up from the scores light. Oh, my God. It's so rough. Uh, <coughs> so the survivor. Oh, wait. Do I have more? I have to talk about hamburgers. <laughs> uh, why are people texting me? Don't text me. Culver's times have no. Okay. So on Bussin' with the Boys, they did a, you know, what top three burgers. How is Culver's and Portillo's not on there? And I think this is one of the things, like, you never hear the Midwest in these stupid arguments. Because A, they're fucking dumb. Favorite burger. Shut the fuck up. B, our food's all great. We know how to fucking cook. And we have everything. So... <laughs> Like, just shut the fuck up, New York and L.A., and your burgers aren't that good. Culver's is the fucking best. And the experience, great service. They have options. You could feed everyone. Grandma has no teeth. Oh, they have good soup. Uh, you have a kid that only eats chicken. We got chicken. We want ice cream cones for everyone. Great, we got that too. In and out. We have burgers, and we have fries, and we have three shakes. That's it. Fuck you. They're always in a lot where there's no room for the fucking drive-thru. in and out should be forced to be in a fucking field. So they're fucking lying because it takes fucking forever. They have so much fucking lettuce, it drives me nuts. Um, In-N-Out's Los Angeles. 
in and out is per- it's all hype. All you hear is the people around in and out, in and out, in and out. I left LA. I miss in and out. Can I get in and out? It's all traffic, and when you get where you're going, it's nothing. It's literally the LA dream. Like I'm gonna go to LA and be famous. I'm gonna go to LA and get the best burger ever. And the, eh, you do some stuff. It's not great. I just they weren't even on the list. They didn't even let Culvers and Portillos be up there. And I think it is because we have so many choices in the Midwest. So when people visit and aren't from there, and they see Culver's, they're like, what the fuck's that? I don't care. I'll just go to Wendy's, or McDonald's, or Burger King, or Taco Bell, or all these places you know. Hardee's, Carl's Jr. I think we call it Hardee's in the Midwest. So they, I don't think people want to try a new fast food. Five guys. Got that too. And it's all marketing. And I don't think Culver's does any ads. And definitely they're not the pussy fucking people. That are, We're the best. You never hear a Wisconsin guy go, fuck you. In and out. Culver's. Up in Wisconsin. You gotta have a Culver's. No, they don't do that. They're too nice. They're like, oh yeah, in and out's good. We really like it. Don't bring up Culver's at all. It's like our dirty secret. Yeah, it's the fucking best. Um... Okay, Survivor. So it's this boxing movie about Henry Harry Heft. I don't know. His real name's Hertzfig, Hertzfog, something Jewish. He was a dude who went to Auschwitz, lived, and came out and was a boxer for a while. He got his ass kicked by Rocky Marciano. That's the story. Um, the director could not understand the story less. And this is like a guy who had like five hits in the 80s. He did like Rain Man. He did a bunch of stuff. But he hasn't done anything good in the last, like, 20 years. And this is just another, like, him trying to claw his way back. But, like, so what happens is you have these two stories going next to each other. This guy is boxing in modern day. And part of why he wants all the fame is he's trying to find his girlfriend from before the Holocaust. He goes, ah, if my name's in the papers, she'll find me. Um... And the story should have ended with Rocky Marciano. It went on for like another 45 minutes too long. It should have been like, I had the Rocky fight. Eventually she found me. Have that meet up. Whatever. Um, And then the other story is him in Auschwitz and how he survived. And basically what happened is like a guy saw him get in a fight. And he's like a head SS guy. He's like, all right, we put together boxing matches for the Jews. And we bet on it. And then we killed the loser. So basically the Mandingo fighting in Django and like what they missed is like a, the first boxing match. So they shot it like a boxing match. I was like, this is a boxing match in Auschwitz. The story is not about the match. No one cares. Out- hey, we all know the outcome. <laughs> we know RG wins, but B it's the stories about this guy becoming the Jew, the SS guy becoming the Jew guys trainer and savior that's the story we have to see we have to see them become friends the ss guy saves his brother pulls him out of the camps gives him food gives him a place to sleep and like then you can turn the story to oh but all these he's the jews are getting killed but this guy's giving him a good life and like for the holocaust he's alive and like he even they even talk about it they're like we like he should be like we're friends like, the SS guy's like, yeah, Nazis are stupid. 
we're going to lose this war because we way overdid it. Um, so they just don't show it right. Uh, they keep talking about how he's an underdog. It's like, we all know. You know how we know? We don't know his name. We know Rocky Marciano. You don't have to tell me 600 times how he's going to get his ass kicked. Um, Samsung story? So yeah, then they like... They have like a bunch of him training now. It's like, we don't care. The story's about the Holocaust. We should have more of that and not so much fluff about him today. No one gives a fuck. But then they do like this big scene at the end where like the two best Jews fight each other. And of course our Jew wins. The other Jew dies. But they have, you know, band playing. They have food. They have all the officers from all over come in to watch this fight. And then they're, everyone's drunk. They leave. And it's just the SS trainer and our Jew. And the Jew gets a gun. And the SS guy's like, all right. Yeah, shoot. I don't care. I'm going to end up dead in like a year. The war's coming to an end. I'm going to end up dead in front of the firing squad when they find out what I did. So, shoot me if you want to shoot me, but I'm going to keep you alive till the end. So, why not? Why not stay with me and I'll keep you and your brother good? Because right now you're going to shoot me, you're going to steal my car and get, what, a couple miles before they kill you and kill your brother? And, like, they nailed that scene. That scene was awesome. And then later, like, they're marching him, trying to get him away because the war's ending and, like, Russians are coming or something. And him and his brother run off. The SS guy chases him and he shoots his... that They get in a fight and he ends up shooting the SS guy in the head. Which I feel like there should have been more... It should have been set up, like... He should have said, like, thank you. And then shot him in the head. Because, like, yeah, still kill the Nazi. Don't Let's not get crazy. Kill the fucking Nazi. He's... An asshole, and he's gonna die anyways. And they do this whole thing about how, like, shooting the Jews that lose the fight is better than putting them in the gas chamber. So he's like, "Hey, you're doing a good job. You're they're let, they're going out without suffering." Um, and they brought it up later. Like, one of his buddies is like, "Kill me! Don't let me! Don't let a German kill me!" So he kills his buddy. And they should have had that scene earlier. They bring it up like way past the climax. I was like, whoa, this would have changed how we watched the whole movie. Why was this not? Why are you not showing us the sympathetic side of this guy? Like understanding he's doing a good thing. Like, like obviously like in perspective by killing fellow Jews instead of letting him be gassed. Um, because him, like he like kneels on his buddy's throat and kills him. And then the German doesn't get to shoot him. And his buddy asked him. His buddy was like, yo, please don't let a German kill me. He's like, yeah, I got you. Um, so they should have done that. And then at the end, when he's killing his SS trainer guy, he should have been like, do you want this or do you want the hangman? And the guy should have been like, just fucking shoot me. And that would have been cool. But like the whole, they they like try to like tiptoe like, ooh, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? It's like, no, he's, <laughs> yeah, I get it. He's a Nazi, but he's a good guy. He's helping. He's helping save the hero's life. And he's training him to be a boxer. He's where, you know, everyone was a Nazi in that World War II. It just would have been a cool perspective. You know, Schindler's List did it. Schindler's List made Liam Neeson the good guy, quote unquote, while still being like, yeah, but he's a piece of shit too. And like, you could have done that with this guy, but instead they were just like, no, he's bad. We're not going to see the full story. We're, he's a bad Nazi. And it's like, ugh. It's boring. We all we all assume the Nazis are bad. You don't have to 
You don't have to go through it. Like, that's why Inglorious Bastards works so well. The bear juicy. I don't have to know what these Nazis did. Yeah. They're, oh, they're wearing the Nazi garb? Yeah, kill them. Fine. <laughs> no skin off my back. Uh, so I just think they don't didn't handle it well. At all. Uh, so yeah. Um, so the, and so once the Nazis died, we don't have the flashbacks anymore. He escaped with his brother. Dude, the brother is a cunt too. It's like, yo, our Jew saved your life. And he's like, always like bitching at him. He's like, I don't have time to help you. It's like, homie, he saved your life from the Holocaust. You can spare five minutes for the guy. Um, so they fight with Marciano. Arju loses in like three rounds. And it's like supposed to be like, yeah, but he stood his ground and was able to fight a little. How cool. And okay, great. And then it should show the girl reading the newspaper, seeing Arju, and then maybe him getting married and then him finding her or her finding him. Whatever. But instead they like, so the climax was the Marciano fight. And there's 50 minutes after. That's insane. And it's basically like he falls in love with some chick. He marries her. He still has PTSD. He has kids. All taking way too long. And then finally it's like, uh, I found the girl you're looking for. And he goes and meets with the girl. They have a touching scene. And then it's like he finally is able to put the past in the past. Ah, yay, fun. But they could have handled it a lot better. They could have had... You know, it not take 50 minutes. I just, I feel like the director didn't understand the story he was given. And didn't know how to film it in a compelling way. Um, let's see what else happened. So one of my buddies told me a story that he got roofied, which is wild. And apparently he was like so, whatever, roofied. I don't know, is it high? Drunk? I don't know. That he was like running down the bridge, like the Brooklyn Bridge, and a cop stopped him. And the cop was like, you going to kill yourself? And I was like, what? No. <laughs> like, and then the cop just like took him home. And I was like, all right, have a good night. And I was like, well, from the cop's perspective, he thought you were going to kill himself. You were in enough trauma that he had to drive you home. He'd drive you home. And then I was like, all right, I'm sure that there's nothing in your house that you could kill yourself with. I'm just going to leave you here. Have a good night. It's wild. Fucking Indian kids, bro. Uh, there is a good... S- part in the movie and this will segue into my next topic where the black there's like a black trainer and he's asking about the holocaust he's like I just don't get it like I don't get what the Nazis did he was like I understand slavery we look different so they hate black people but you you're all white why can they hate you and I think this is something that a lot of people don't get and it does go into the show I'm watching Under the Banner of Heaven. It's okay. It's about like Mormons going crazy and killing people. It's a true story. Um, but you get a lot of Mormon history, which is wild. I did not know it. And it should be taught because it really makes the savages not look as sympathetic. Um, so the black guy is like, yeah, you're all white. What's the, what's the holdup? It just shows, like, you hear a lot now in the media being, 
oh, white men shouldn't talk about any problems they have. We're sick of hearing them. Yo, they'll kill white men too. If the white man's standing in the way of power, they'll kill him. So they, I just hate that they've had it easy forever. There's no, let's, let's turn the clocks back a little bit. They've had it easy forever. Okay, so we have World War II where a bunch of white Jews were killed by other whites for having different faith. Well, they have a different faith. Okay, I guess. Well, how about two Christian groups? Oh, yeah, the Mormons. They were hunted down and butchered twice until they went to Utah. That's why they went to Utah. They were in, like, Ohio and Pennsylvania. The two massacres happened. It's like, yo, they're all white. They're all Christian. And they still just killed a bunch of women, children, all of it. They had a runaway to Utah, which back then, if you don't know anything about the West, was the Wild West. Wasn't like a great place. Wasn't like a fun time. And then they built up from nothing. And now, what what do we know about Mormons? Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah, they have six wives. They're all fucking rich. They all do really well. I haven't met a poor Mormon. So they built up... This is what the Oklahoma City people... I know it wasn't Oklahoma City, but whatever. The the Juneteenth people. Why was that story not taught in school? Of like, oh, look at these black guys. Not too long after the Civil War. Really fucking did it. They built this awesome city. They just went, found some land, and they were successful. The American dream right there. And what do we focus on now? We focus on the white guys that burned it down. Because of racism. No. It was because there was a poor white town that couldn't figure out why the black guys were so successful. I'll tell you why. They knew how to work hard. They knew about slavery and they were like, no, not going to do that. I'm going to work my ass off and get fucking money. And build a town. And you know what happened after that town got burnt down and all the racism? The black guys built it back up again. Into another successful town. I just... And then people say, well, you can't just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Here's two... They went through slavery, which I don't know if you know this, was tough. Was not fun. And then built an amazing city. And then went through racism and built it back again. And it wasn't... Again, it was socialism. The white guys were pissed off that they were poor and the other people were rich. And they knew there was an excuse, which, yes, was racism. That was the excuse they got to burn down their houses and shit. And then the Mormons went out to the West. Fucking built a paradise. No booze, sadly. So not my paradise. But then we, you see the Indians. Wait, I thought, I thought you fucking savages were the kings of this land. I thought you knew everything. You're... Great, great grandfather, war eagle, butt sack. His spirit teaches you across the plains. You could live everywhere. Why did you guys need reservations and stuff? Why couldn't you guys just build a community that worked like the Mormons? They're fine. They don't need the government support. <laughs> All right. So then we'll talk more. It's. So the Civil War, that's where I was getting. Those were the most dead Americans in 
the Civil War compared to every other war combined. We had more dead in the Civil War than every other one combined. What was it? White men arguing over politics. So you think you think white men can't get killed over politics? Look at the Civil War. Look at the American Revolution. What was that? White men arguing over politics. Killing each other over it. So don't dismiss people because their gender and skin color is what I'm saying. That's a crazy thing to do. Don't be don't say, oh, it's just a black chick. Don't say it's a white man. Don't listen to them. Alright, if it's a black chick telling you about swimming, maybe check their credentials. Alright, what's your 50 time? Okay, but most of the time, not a good thing. So I really think we should kind of shut the fuck up when it's like, oh, well. And I hate the people who do, I'm just another white man, I get it. No, dude, you can have an an opinion, it's okay. You know, tons of people, wars have been fought over. And that's why I think another civil war is coming. Because, A, we're on like six bubbles. Right now, we have like housing bubbles, car loan bubbles, banking bubbles, which the car loan thing, we definitely, it's not, I do not buy the computer chip bullshit. I think the computer chips story on, this is why we can't get new cars, computer chips. It's fun for the Republicans because we get shit talk China and it's fun for the Democrats because it hides their bullshit economic policies. You know why we can't get cars and the prices are going up? The same reason the housing market went up. We have subprime loans for people who shouldn't buy cars, are buying cars now for $35,000, but they don't care because the bank's paying for it. The housing bubble's back, almost as bad as it was. Now there's a loan bubble with cars. And that's what's driving the price up. This computer chip thing, and you know what? Because the PS5 and the Xbox came out two years ago, and it's the same price. I don't know if you know this. They run on computer chips. You know, the thing that's making cars so expensive and rare. So cars get a 25% price hike. But these guys are fine. These guys aren't raising their prices due to scarcity of computer chips. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it a little. It should have went from 400 bucks to 600 bucks. Whatever it was, five hundred bucks to seven hundred bucks, but no price hike, and they're dealing with the same computer chip issue. Eh, I ain't buying it. I think it's shitty economic policy and shitty banking. Uh, I do like in the survive in the Jew movie, the Nazis like, uh, you know, what did you guys expect to happen? And this goes back to like my white male thing, like, yeah, you didn't fight for what was yours. So we took it. Hitler was in charge for a while. You saw his speeches before he took charge. Why did you guys not fight then? Why did you not leave? And the Jew can't say anything. He's like, oh. It's like, I lived in Poland for three generations. Where was I going to go? And this is what's so funny to me about specifically the Jewish people. So like, the whole Old Testament's about getting to Israel and fighting for Israel and living there. So you had... Thousands of years before Jesus to get to Israel. Eh, you gave up. Then Jesus comes and you could have, they're like, hey, you guys want to switch teams? Forget the Israel stuff so much. You just got to like Jesus. 
They're like, no, we're going to keep doing what we're doing, which is not fighting for Israel. And fucking traveling everywhere. Which, like, literally every story in the Bible is like, don't travel. Go live in Israel. When you travel, you get fucked up. That's, that's what happens to us. And then they lived in these other countries, and they're like, oh, one day the country turned on us, which the whole Bible, that's what it's telling you, is going to happen. So you could have gotten off at exit, we're going to go fight for Israel. Or you could have gotten an exit of, oh, we'll be Christians. And the, and the guy says nothing, which is wild. He's like, yeah, you're right. We probably should have fought back. We probably should have fought for our own country years ago if we were going to be this way. And that's why I think it's like, yeah, at some point, you guys, we're going to have to start fighting. Yeah, we're fighting in the courts some now, but these guys are fucking nuts. The shit they're teaching in schools is nuts. How they're freaking out over Roe v. Wade being overturned when every state still has abortion. Every state still has abortion laws. (laughs) What? What are you freaking out about? Just keep your state blue. Don't fuck up your state. And it's so funny to me. This is like... Oh, we want... You guys are constantly fighting for the government to take more power. And then the federal government shows a little bit against you. Fuck it. We hate it. Yeah, that's what we've been telling you forever. Do not give the federal government that much power. They're gonna do something against you soon enough. All right. I don't know. God damn it, do I want to go see Doctor Strange 2 today. Fucking Lauren. I have to go to this stupid fucking... Oh, we got in an argument, too? This is good. We got in an argument, and she was, like, leaving. It wasn't a big... It was nothing. And she left her lighter. She can't stop smoking weed because she's a fucking loser. She left her lighter on the counter. And so she went to, like, get her bag. And she, like, didn't want to give me a kiss goodbye. So I pulled out my balls and held the lighter to them. I was like, I'll burn my balls. I held my balls hostage for a kiss goodbye. That's romance, people. That's the romance you don't get. And now it, it wasn't serious. It was like a joke. It was fun. And this is, she's like, she always says, Zach, you're no fun. I go, I think it's because I'm so fun. Like 90% of the time that when I'm just like, oh, let's just hang out. It's so boring. Because I'm the kind of guy that does that. That's like, oh, I see an opportunity to be fucking hilarious right now. I'm going to pretend to hold my balls hostage with an open flame. That's hilarious. I don't care who you are. If you're not laughing, listening to this, you're a fucking psychopath. Picture me, giant ogre, balls out, pubes, slightly lit on fire, lighter, yelling, you give me a kiss goodbye, or else I'll burn your balls. You love my balls. Great. Get that image. I want that image really seared into your mind. But yeah, I do fucking hilarious shit like that all the time. So then anytime it's just like, eh, I just want to have a sub and sit down. She's like, why don't we ever go out? We go out all the time. What are you fucking talking about, you psychopath? Also, you just had cancer. Why won't why we ever go out? Because you couldn't get out of bed, you dumbass. All right. I think we'll end the... Today's talk on my sweaty, sweaty ball sack. Really vision it. Sweaty, wrinkly, old man ball sack that I have. Lighter. Right under it. And be screaming.
like a psycho. All right, thank you so much. I do appreciate you guys for making me drink this Coors Light. I'm probably going to die any moment now. You guys have a wonderful weekend. Hopefully I'll be able to watch Doctor Strange and get a review to you early next week. I doubt it. I bet Lauren's going to fuck it up somehow. But thank you so much, guys. Fuck, guys. I'm sorry. We've, we've got another... I'm being like the survivor. I gave you the climax. And now I'm like, oh, no, we have another 10 minutes we have to talk about. I promised you like three episodes ago I would talk about the Brendan Schaub new special. And I had everything packed up. I was just about to export to MP3. That's how you save podcasts, if you don't know. Uh, and then I was like, fuck. I didn't talk about Chaub again. Uh, so if you guys don't know, he's a UFC fighter who now does comedy. He was tight with Joe Rogan. Did I talk about this before? How drunk have I been? I don't care. If I've talked about it before, turn off the podcast now. If not, here you go. Here's my two cents. Uh, so he was a fighter. And then buddies with Joe Rogan, buddies with like that group, Tom Segura, Ari Shafir, Shane Gillis, Bert Kreischer. Um, and now he does stand-up. So the problem is, like, I think a year, two years into doing stand-up, he got a TV gig. Where he did like a 10-minute story on Ari Shafir's TV show. And... I think that gave him like a pop. He was like, oh, I'm, I could do this. But the thing is, he had all those pros help him write his 10 minutes. It was like a really good story, a really interesting story about the UFC, which A, is already, yeah, you have an interesting life you can tell stories on. So fuck yeah. Uh, UFC was just getting popular when that show was on. Um, and he had all these pros, like Burt Kreischer helped him rewrite and fix the story. So it was good. Uh, so then like a couple years after that, he got a Showtime special and everyone was like, dude, don't do it. Like an hour special. You're not good enough yet. And he wasn't. And like, he talks about, he's on his like press tour now doing all of flagrant two. I'm sure he'll be on Joe Rogan. He did Burt Kreischer's Birdcast. Yeah. All this stuff promoting a special that's out now. He came out like Tuesday. Um, so his Showtime one was horrible. And he talks about, he's like, yeah, it was just bad. I wasn't good enough. I don't know why I did it. But he has fans from his podcast he's been doing for 10 years and UFC. So, like, a lot of comics talk about once you're famous, there's a level that once you get to this level, you could have horrible jokes and people still laugh. Like, because they're there to see you. Like, you're whatever. In their eyes, you're hilarious. So, even if the joke isn't good, they'll be like, ha, that Tom Segura, what a guy. And so, because he has fans, they're still laughing a little, and he still gets it. Whenever he goes to a club, his fans show up from his podcast and stuff. Whenever he does, whatever. So, the Showtime special sucked. So, now he's doing another special, and he's doing 20 minutes, and he's doing it at the HaHa in, like, Colorado or something. Dallas. He's in Dallas. And it's like, I, I don't like specials in clubs unless you're working down, like... You should be good enough that you're doing theaters. And then you do a special in a theater. Like, you shouldn't be doing specials until you're a theater guy. And, I, like, just post clips. You could post 10-minute clips online of you at a club. And grow a fan base that way. Until you're at theater level and you've been doing it for years and years and years. Um, like, Akash Singh does theaters but he went down to do it at the comedy store which is a club 
but it's the comedy store. It's like doing a special at the, not the comedy store. He did it at the cellar. It's like doing a special at the comedy store though. This is a huge club. Everyone knows it. It's fine. Now Akash only did 20 minutes and that's a special, which I also don't like. Like do an hour. A special's an hour. Come on, Akash. Uh, you should be good enough to have a fucking full hour of shit that you want to publish. Um, so I don't really like this new trend of like, oh, it's a special. It's not a special. It's a clip. That's a, 20 minutes is a clip. You did a clip. An hour really lets me get to know you and is a special. So I do think we have to change the wording. And like Aziz Ansari did that too. And his got put on Netflix. Like what the fuck? Now Shab gets a lot of the money because he put it on YouTube. He says he had a whole hour and just cut 20 minutes. So the 20 minutes should be the best of it. And it's not good. It's like, okay. Ha ha ha. I would say he's about at my level of comedy. And like he gets every opportunity there is. Like, dude, you got to get better. You got to go to rooms where people don't know you. You got to go places where you're going to get shit hammered for these shitty jokes. Uh, now I'm saying all this knowing he could kick the fuck out of me if he wanted to, which is a bummer. Uh, but yeah, I think this trend should change. There was no reason for it. He could have put out clips and made the same amount of money. You know, he gets tons of money from his podcast and he has like three podcasts now. What are you putting out bullshit for and calling it a special just so you could do the circuit and promote it? Just, just do the circuit. These guys will have you on. You're a big name, bro. Um, so I don't recommend that special. I do recommend Akash's. It was good. I do not like this new trend of like, we're doing 20 minutes. That's it. Like, can I do that? Can I get, just go do 20, get a club, fill it with my friends, and get do 20 minutes? And be like, oh, I did a special. Put me on Joe Rogan. All right. Now it's done. Now we're done. Full... Full stop. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good one.